It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. For House of Cars. It's Tuesday, January 25th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. We're just uh, getting ready for a couple interviews here in studio, yeah. which if they go well, you'll hear probably on tomorrow's podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, one with the Lumineers. Yes. And another with uh, Olympic gold medalist Sebastian Touton, the yeah. pro snowboarder. Am I saying his name right? Sebastian Touton. Yeah. Touton? I better get that right before I say it to him. So. Well, I was going to... I know because he's French, right? So... Uh, I'm curious if he prefers or if he says his name Toutant, like, you know, more English, or if he has a little bit of a French stank on it. I'm not sure. So. Maybe I'll just kind of trail off. Yeah. We're Sebastian, talking to Sebastian Toutant. Sebastian Toutant. Yeah. Cover my ass that way. Yeah. It was a, a music-heavy podcast today, which isn't normally how they go. I mean, we talked a lot about music. We did. Some, the music we play, some we don't. Mm-hmm. Let's get to it. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. This is pretty funny. We haven't had a, a, a cheap tip in a while. And you know, as oh, a cheap yeah. Sasky, I love tips that help me live a cheaper life. Everybody loves frugal. cheap tips, yeah. You know, with the cost of everything, oh, I think yeah. we're all going to be cheap Saskies pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so our sister station Regina, Mark, who works there, he had he posted this tip. It was his grandma. And I think she's from Saskatchewan, too, because he is. And she was in a grocery store. And what she does is she breaks off the stems of the bananas so that when she takes them to the till to pay and they weigh them, the dead weight of the stem isn't counted toward the total that she has to pay. That is phenomenally cheap. That's God bless her. It's so cheap. And I was trying to, I was like, how much are you really saving by doing that? Because bananas are not an expensive fruit. I looked and they're listed at 79 cents per pound right Mm -hmm. now. It's pretty cheap. Yep. Um, and then I, so last night I cut off the stem of one of the bananas that I had and I weighed it and it was three grams. It's 450 grams in a pound. Yeah. So you're saving not, fractions of a penny. I was going to say, not even a cent. Not even a cent. Across a whole bunch. Like if you have a bunch of six yeah. or how seven how bananas. How many bananas? Is she, is she buying them in bulk? Because then maybe. Maybe like, a, like, like on a bunch of bananas you save like two cents, three cents, but not much. If she's ordering a flat uh, of them, much. maybe, you know? <laughs> Even like, then, like we're talking... A pallet, talking a pallet of bananas, and then maybe you're saving a couple cents. Holy that crap, that's so cheap. cheap. That is cheap. Oh, my. Like even our cheap friend who we talk about all the time, I don't even think he's that cheap. We should ask he, him though. He, have you ever broken the stem off a banana? If he's to, listening right now, he's gonna start breaking the stems <laughs> off though, just for the just just he's because. mad at himself for the yeah, money he's been wasting. Stupid. I could have saved literal years, dollars over saved the year. Saved a dollar. <laughs> oh, that's, that's cheap. Half so a coffee. And you got the like really a double whammy here because she's she's an old lady, right? Mm-hmm. She's from Saskatchewan, an old lady. That like Great Depression level of cheapness is yeah, something that I will never be able to match, no. no matter how much I try. No, that's a different that's a different breed of cheap. Yeah, that's breaking the stems off I'm the kind bananas. Kind of the opposite cheap. of that, and I can't imagine they'd have a heart attack. <laughs> they'd be like, "Oh my god!" V and S in twenty minutes or less. Well, the Winter Games are coming up, Beckler. Mm-hmm. And I always laugh at how ridiculous it is that we can't say the official name of this event. I don't know if you guys know this, but in the media, every time this event comes around, we get this very stern reminder about how we cannot say the official name of the Winter Games, except for at very specific times. Right, because we're not an official sponsor. We're not the official broadcast partner of 
The Winter Games. Exactly. So if it's we're like rep- the Super Bowl, right? It it's honestly the, is. They all say the big game. The big game. Unless you're Budweiser, mm-hmm. one of the big sponsors, you can't say the Super Bowl. You have to say the big game. Also, it's very strange because apparently, if we're reporting in a newsy way, like Canada just won 15 gold medals at the Olympics, then we can say it, but we can't say it outside of that. Right. And that's a very like, gray area. Like, we're just like, talking about it. You can't do it. I. Like, what exactly is going to happen if two radio dusters like us say that? You know what I mean? Like, this is the stupid... We make fart jokes. If we say the name, it's not going to get you into trouble. I don't think anyone will be confused that you and I are the official broadcast partners of the event. You know, big winter games. I don't think anyone's making that mistake. I have a question. Can we say things that rhyme with it? Like, can I say the Schmolympics? The Shmo- I wonder if you can say Schmolympics. The 2022 yeah, the Beijing he- Winter Schmolympics. No, no, the Haging Schmolympics. The yeah, Schmolympics Schmames. You, know. <laughs> you, know. you watch the, the Schmolympics in Haging there? The Olympic tra- Trick <laughs> Games. The Olympic <laughs> Trick Games? The Olympic Cacks Games. Can you say it like... This is tougher. <laughs> that's way too- I've got it. The Olympic Games. Can we say that? I think the so. Small you said you clearly said limp dick. You yes, didn't say, I did. I did not say the other one, the Schmolympics. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna rotate throughout this whole time, and I'm gonna say a different one oh, every man, time. Oh that's sm- gonna be fun. Schmolympics that's gonna be a fun change. two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> this will be good. Just horrible <laughs> trouble for this. I'm not sure. The BNS and 20 minutes or less podcast. I was at Lowe's yesterday, and of course they had the in-store playlist. You know, playing mm-hmm. over the. The speaker. Oh, yeah. And uh, I would like to propose an entirely new genre of music if I could. Okay. You've heard of Yacht Rock, right? Yeah. It's kind of like a like a joke genre. Mm-hmm. It was coined, I think, back in the mid-2000s. I think that we should start using the term retail rock. It's so funny because I heard a song playing at a grocery store recently, and I forget what it was, but I was actually thinking it would be funny to do a top five Grocery store, grocery store right? playlist yeah. type list. Retail too, rock. Yeah, it is. That's exactly what it is. And it's like, I can't quite put my finger on what the sound is. Very non-offensive. Yes, non-intrusive. Like, they're big songs, obviously. They yeah. were big, big hits because you got to know it. But they're very safe. Yes. Non-intrusive. Yes. They're almost easily forgettable. Yeah. It's weird. Like, the song that I, I can't remember because that's it's almost designed <laughs> to be easily but, forgettable. But you probably knew it yeah, when you heard it. Yeah, sure did. So it's a lot of adult contemporary. Mm-hmm. But not all adult contemporary qualifies as retail rock. No. You need to think about, okay, so in my opinion, the the stairway to heaven of retail rock, the national anthem of retail rock, is Rob Thomas and Carlos Santana's Smooth. Oh. That's the other thing. you got to hear in your head. Can you hear it playing through tinny speakers yes. inside a grocery store? Oh, yeah. That, Absolutely. to me... and. They may be the two pillars of retail rock because Matchbox 20, good retail rock. Mm -hmm. Also Santana, good retail rock. It's true. Santana, I got a kick out of him because he's respected. He's highly respected in three communities. Latin music, guitar players, Mm -hmm. and whoever programs the playlist at grocery stores. Yes, it's true. (laughs) They all love Santana. I'd like to toss one uh, in the mix as well. Like this, Uh, this band here, a staple for this type of rock. Oh, yeah. Train, <laughs> little Hey Soul Sister, that's playing in for sure. Train is one of those bands where I would never go to a train show. No, but, but if, if I was there, I'd probably know half the songs, know all right? Because you've because heard them in in the grocery stores exclusively. Okay, what else do I have here? Oh yeah, 
A lot of people think of Michael Bublé as the Christmas guy. I think of him as the retail guy. This is a bit of an odd so. one, but this one, every time it plays it, I pick it out because it's almost too rocky to be grocery store or okay. retail rock. Really? Yeah. I don't... That one I've heard numerous times recently, and every time I'm like, that's weird. It's it's in there. But it does. It pushes the envelope. It's yeah. not one of the classics. And just I would say just because you hear a song in a, in a grocery store, in a retail doesn't setting, mean doesn't retail mean it's necessarily mm-hmm. retail rock. Okay, fair. Fair. So I don't think that one that's out a, there. Okay, let's just go back to like, this one then. That <laughs> one. Woo-wee! I got a couple others here. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's Gavin DeGraw. Wow. A lot of these, like, forgettable guys from the 2000s who wore toques, and, like, you know, Gavin DeGraw, Daniel Powder. Howie Day. Howie Day. Do you remember Howie Remy Day? Remy Shand. Oh, like, yeah, a lot, I know. A lot of these, that's the same guy. Yeah. In my head, yep. all four of those guys are the same guy. Totally. <laughs> they just got the, the sad, non-offensive music they played. But it's not limited to that era, either. You can go back further, and mm-hmm. you can have, like... You know, Phil, some Phil Collins, yep. I would call retail rock. Some Huey Lewis sure. in the news. Yeah. Yeah. Some of Don Henley's solo stuff. Yeah. Or a song like... Oh, yeah. You're in a department store right now, aren't you? Yep. What about Air Supply? They're another yeah. one. You, oh, yeah. The odd time you hear the air. Never heard that outside of the grocery store. Like, we're kind of defining the genre right now, so we could argue whether or not something is... Retail rocker isn't retail rocker. We're open to all suggestions. But then so. you gotta go. You could go down the the road of like Natalie and Brulia and, oh, and Cheryl Crow. Man. Cheryl and, oh Crow, God, big is, Cheryl Crow is a goddess in retail rock. You sure did. So much of this. The yacht rock guys have this funny. T- they, it's yacht or not. Yeah, is it's how funny. They, yeah. Is how they decide whether or not. So we don't have that yet. We got to work on that. No. But like I said, this is brand new. This is new ground. It is. It's breaking. Retail I mean, it's rock. not breaking at all. It's the same stuff over and over, but, you know. The next time you hear retail rock somewhere, you let us know. Note it. And we will decide whether or not mm-hmm. it qualifies. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So I have your tagline for your retail rock. Okay. Okay. It's a retail or fail. A retail or fail. Yeah. I guess if it's trying yeah, to simple. be if it's trying to be retail rock. I don't think a lot of these guys set out to be retail it's rock. It's true. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, they kind of just landed in that genre, didn't they? <laughs> I mean, it could be retail or prevail. I mean, like, if, yeah. I don't know if there are, like, kids in their garage right now being like, God, I hope this gets played in a... <laughs> well, I want to be the next one. superstore rock star. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you collect royalties every time it plays, you'd want to be retail. Sure rock for would. sure, but then you'd be a sellout, but still, it doesn't matter. Right. Everybody we oh, listed as well. You, every time you hear my song, you think of produce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think of the rutabagas when I hear you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good band name, the rutabagas. Awesome. The rutabagas, it is good band name. Yeah. Rutabagas. <laughs> Who are we talking to? That's awesome. Daryl. Got a few other messages here with some retail rock suggestions. U2's Beautiful Day. Oh, that's a big one for yeah. sure. Some of U2's stuff definitely gets into retail rock territory. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Colby, Colby Kayat, Kaye. I, I don't know that one. No, you'd know it. And it starts with my nose and it goes to my oh, t- yeah, She's basically, sure. she's all those other girls that you named. She's yep. right in there. Yep. Oh, so. that's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I got a message from my friend and said, what about like all that like theory of a nickel creed stuff? And I said, I think that's too aggressive to be considered retail rock. Yes, that is not. The voices are too harsh yep. and the lyrics are sometimes a bit suggestive. You wouldn't hear that like... 
in a Michael's craft store, would you? No, like retail rock is like the forgettable face of, of music, right? It's just you want it to be non-offensive, nothing that sticks out out of the ordinary at all. It just has to be very good background noise. It's just music. It's just there. We yeah. play music? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, that's Although, it. I mean, Nickelback isn't obviously, but uh, Chad Kruger's song with Santana, Why Don't You and I, is that the one? Mm. How does it go? I don't know. I say, why don't you and I get together? They go. That is retail rock for sure. Uh, it's as forgettable as it comes. Mm. I don't even remember it They're at all. Perfect. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> VNS in 20 minutes or less. You love your car. Bet you'd love lower interest and lower payments, too. Refinance your auto loan with House of Cars and love the freedom of having more money in your pocket. Visit HouseOfCarsCalgary.com. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I had a bit of a day yesterday, Beckler. Hmm. Uh, do you remember when I told you about the server we once had that spilled three trays of drinks? Then on the third tray, she went home. <laughs> And she left. She didn't serve us any longer. She just had a day. Yeah, Yeah, I felt really bad for her. And I was like, she's just having a day. That's fine. Uh, That was me yesterday. So first, I was in the grocery store. And I dropped a giant tub of yogurt all over the floor. Oh. It smashed. It went everywhere. And I then was the cause for the cleanup in aisle 16. (laughs) I actually heard that. was like, I've never been the person to cause that. It's not a good feeling, is it? When you hear that message go out and you're like, yeah, that was was me. me." That was definitely (laughs) me. I was walking out the door and I'm like, yeah, sorry about that. See see y'all later. Okay. Then I left the grocery store and my bag, because I had to get a plastic bag because I forgot my reusable ones. And my bag split into two and my groceries were all over the parking lot then and I was chasing after groceries so that was number two and then I went to pick up this like I had some salad dressings and this big thing of of uh, syrup that I'd ordered so I went to pick that up and then I didn't realize but it had all shifted and I'd opened the back door to my car when I got back home and the salad dressing came screaming out of there and smashed onto the ground no! in my parking. and a gallon of syrup <laughs> smashed all over my parkade floor so then I stood there and I looked That's at this. That's a lot of syrup. It was a gallon. It's a giant thing of syrup. I got it dirt cheap and it's all gone. <laughs> all gone. Along with the salad dressing and the glass and everything to go with it. And I'm just looking at the parkade floor. And I was like, I think I just need to go to bed. Yeah, it just wasn't your day. So who no, cleans that up then? I Well, I did. Did you? Yeah. Cause How? I did, well, How I, do you clean up a gallon of syrup off a parkade This is the thing. <laughs> That's what I was staring. I stared at it for a while trying to figure that out myself. So I brought two big things of paper towels down. And I tried to sop up as much as I could and like put it in the garbage. And then I watered it all down. Like I took, and here's the best thing is that my elevator's not working. So I had to go up two (laughs) floors and then back down to try and douse it all in water. And then when that was all done, I was like, I think I'm just going to go to bed now and wake up tomorrow. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's like just pattern recognition or what it is, but it seems like when stuff like that happens, it all happens at once. It feels like it piles up on you, doesn't it? Well, there's the rule of threes, right? Where people are like, it happens in threes. And that was three big events for me. But also, I think I think it's just psychological. Like, there was yeah. something going on in my brain there that made me just break and drop everything. I don't know. Or my hand stopped working. I'm not sure what it was. Oh, man. Holy crap. There's still a lot of syrup, by the way, I'm down in my parking. I say, there's no way you got all that with just nope. water and paper towel. You I need some sort of I walked out this morning and was looking around agent. and was like, wasn't me. Was, <laughs> Who wasn't spilled me? all of this syrup here? Oh, this is weird. <laughs> B and S in 20 minutes or less. Sean, are you familiar with the movie Gangs of New York? 
Yeah, Have I've you seen it. I've seen it. Okay. Uh, it was so long ago that I don't remember it really. But such a good movie. I need to Leonardo watch it again. DiCaprio, Daniel Day Lewis, Cameron Diaz, yeah. Liam Neeson. Ooh. So if you haven't seen it, I imagine most people listening probably have. But it's about rival gangs in New York City in the 1860s, and it's very violent, yeah. very bloody. Um, but in one scene, there's a building on fire, and these two fire brigades arrive at the fire, and they start fighting. And instead of fighting the fire. And I always just kind of thought that that was part of the theme of the movie because it's so violent. It's all about fighting. And I just mm-hmm. thought they were just kind of adding that. But apparently that actually happened back fire then. Fire brigades would fight? Yes. And I was, I was just listening to a podcast. And it was all about the history of the fire pole mm-hmm. and why fire... De- yeah, I listened to stuff like that about why fire departments have fire poles that firemen would slide down, right? Yeah. And it's because of the way that insurance paid out back then. So fire brigades would actually compete to get to the fire first because the first person to spray water on it, the first brigade, was the one who would be paid by the insurance company. So it acted like tow trucks act now. Very similar. Hmm. Yeah, or like the parking wars that yeah, yeah, you see in some crazy. places. Yeah, So that like they would actually get in fights sometimes if there was a dispute over who had arrived at the fire first. Wow. And that's also the reason why the fire pole came to be because... Fire, I mean, obviously you need to get to a fire quickly in order to save people to put the fire out, but also they had to get there first to get paid. So they needed to be able to load the wagons and go as fast as they could. That's crazy. Which meant getting from the top top floor floor down down to the wagons. Also, um, (laughs) I didn't realize this, but when when fire wagons were pulled by horses, which we've talked about in the Calgary Heritage moment before... Mm -hmm. Um, they had to figure out a way so that the firefighters would sleep up on the top floor so that the horses could be down in the barn because otherwise the, f- the horses would come up the stairs. Oh. They would come and try to eat the food and stuff. Right. So they said fire, depart- fire halls also had spiral staircases that horses couldn't get up because they could get up just a regular staircase, but they had a hard time getting back down. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have fire poles. That's why they all had spiral staircases that makes perfect sense to keep the horses horses. out of the living quarters oh my god so and they were trying to get there super fast not only to save people but so that they would get paid and then these brawls would break out so that scene in gangs of new york was accurate crazy yeah i thought that was all pretty cool fascinating the bns and 20 minutes or less podcast i was reading about the king of the jingle steve carmen have you heard of him before no so he invented the nationwide is on your side jingle do you remember that i can't say i can Dun, 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 dun. Peyton Manning did a bunch of the commercials Never where they seen this one before. chicken parm you taste so good they kind of make fun like of it, it. Oh. all through this I commercial not, I don't think I've ever heard that one oh interesting it's a big thing with the NFL I don't know if okay, that's I don't why watch I know the NFL, so well, yeah. there you go uh, but he made a 2,000 other jingles as well he's basically the guy um, he also invented the jingle for we build excitement. Pontiac, Hershey, the Great American Chocolate Bar. He's created a ton of them for Budweiser as well, including for all you do, this Bud's for you. Which, did you realize that Budweiser used to have an entire song, like a minute-long song <laughs> in their commercials? The full song. Like, I think I remember that one. Yeah. When you say Bud, it means you want the beer that's got a taste that's number one. So, this continues on. Wow. For the entire commercial... 
And I guess that was back in the 70s, but they... I was going to say, that is so 1970s oh advertising. My God. They've repurposed it a bunch, and, and they've used it for a very long time. And that was a thing that I guess everybody used to know the lyrics to, that entire Bud song. And, and it was written by this it. dude? He invented that one. Also, do you know the I Heart New York slogan? You know, you uh-huh. always see the You see the shirts, and, yeah. Uh, that was all started by a jingle that he wrote called I Love You Nor- New York in an ad. Again, this was a commercial, and that went on for a minute. And then the I Heart New York phrase, like, like logo came from that? It all came from that song. What's this guy's name? This the guy's name is Steve Carmen. And how much money does he have? Holy crap. <laughs> how rich is this guy? Because every time they use those jingles, and he got royalties from them. Now, he said when, like earlier on, he forgot, he wasn't smart enough to actually get the royalties from these things. He so just sold the song? He got the, yeah. yeah, the flat rate, and then that was it. And then he learned his lesson after doing that a couple times, and... Now he has 2,000 jingles, and every time they played, he gets money and still does to this day. He's like the greatest sellout ever, isn't he? He is. He took his musical ability well, it sucks and he wrote jingles. And I think he so wanted many. to be a musician. Well, probably. I think most of them do. And then he found a calling in these minute-long jingles. and You know what, though? He probably stopped. has like a sick home studio. Oh, my and God. And when he's not working on jingles, he writes his own stuff and has yeah. fun, and he's like, who's laughing now? It's true. Like, who's, it's true. Who's the dumb one? And every single time he turns on the television and sees one of his jingles, he just sees the dollar signs float off. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Jonna, did you know that Amazon sells sex toys? Well, I mean, I'm sure they sell everything else. Sell pretty much everything, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that they had that section of the site, though. I haven't purchased a sex toy from them yet. But... I have not either, but I was perusing the site the other night, and it, it's under the sexual wellness tab. Oh, what it's, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it came up, and I was like, oh, what's this now? Interesting. Um, and, you know, you and I don't... Uh, you and I don't shame anybody for what they're into on Absolutely this show. Absolutely not. No, if it involves consenting adults, you go nuts. Yeah, you do what you want to do. For sure. Um, <laughs> but the second best-selling item the other night, and this must change because it wasn't today when I went to look, um, is this. Oh, my God. What uh, is late? This black latex hood is what it is. Um, okay. And it's uh, it looks like a ski mask, but with... It's made of rubber, and the holes for the eyes and the nose are just tiny. And the funniest thing about it is that the model looks terrified. You can see the model's huge eyes behind that the hood. Is, like, what is happening? With, <laughs> I don't even know what to do with this right I now. Either man. Oh I my looked, god! And it was like the second best-selling item. And it's full of rubber, and like you wouldn't be able to breathe. For I guess that's maybe part of I the kink. I think that's maybe oh, the point. My god! But um. I actually, I'm, I'm a little bit claustrophobic, and I'm actually starting to hyperventilate looking at that. Thing oh, right man, now. it does like not I, look pleasant. Like, I'm like yeah, you can't oh. breathe in that. And the person looks so scared okay. who's wearing. It. Yeah, what is with that eye? Mikana and I sat there, the and widest we widest eyes I've ever seen. We, I'll give you a different angle. Oh my god! We sat there and we howled. There it is, head on. Wait, what do you think was of this that? model forced to wear that for that photo? Yeah, it doesn't look like they, I said, No, no, we need we need to make this realistic. So here, bam. <laughs> You can't breathe. Oh my God, that is. So I don't know, like what. 
what part of sex this is uh, used for? I don't. I, I mean, like the, I said, this isn't really my thing, but I suppose with um, the rubber, you could pour things on it. And I guess or so. Pee on it if you want it. I and mean, apparently, it's quite pot. If you want to see what we're lo- like, you really have to see it. I, I will send you a link. I don't know if you're on a work computer or not. If you want to open this link, you might want to. But text us two three eight nine nine two nine. I'll send you back the link. It's man, is it funny? That is. I'm gonna. That's gonna be a part. That's gonna be my nightmare tonight. I think so. Like, it's honestly, super scary. Like, I'm gonna wake up like, ah, oh god. The BNS and 20 minutes or less podcast. A friend of mine had a playlist on recently, and I have a little clip of some things that played. See if you notice a pattern here. Okay. Okay. okay started with that. Then on to. You know that one. Okay, and then. Okay. Harvey Danger. Harvey Danger. Harvey. Mighty Mighty Boston's. So far, they're all X songs. Mm-hmm. Okay, that one's not. Nope. Okay, and then this one. That's Space Hog in okay. the meantime. Okay. All but one were... Uh... Were songs that we play here on X. Yeah, okay. Well, that wasn't the, the thing I noticed about it. It was all that they were one-hit wonders. Uh-huh. So I was listening back, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. This must be like a one-hit wonder playlist that you're you're playing right now. And he was just like, no, actually, this is one of those playlists that's curated to the, the music I like based on what I've listened to in the past. And I was just like, well, that's... What an odd type of... <laughs> do you just listen to all one-hit wonders? Like, this is a strange, strange thing. There might be some people from the 90s who would take issue with you calling Blind Melon a one-hit wonder. Uh, Although, fair. you know, they did, in terms of, like, big hits that still get played, yeah, probably just that one. Yeah, so. yeah, I mean, they kind of became a one-hit wonder, I suppose. They had some bigger ones back then, but it was very weird to think about. And I was like, I've never really met anybody before who's just a one-hit wonder fan, but that's kind of funny <laughs> to think about. Like, that's all you like? I don't like any band that has had... More than, more one, than hit. one hit. That's it. I only go for bands who have had one song that's big and that's it. I'm the exact opposite. Oh, I trust Like, you. I don't really like one hit wonders. And in fact, if I like, you know, the music I have on my phone, mm-hmm. if there's just like one track from an artist, I don't like that. Really? No, and I'll try to like clear it, it out or at least, yeah, clear it <gasps> out or round it out with something else because I don't know. It seems like. In this day and age, I feel like it's a little more common because people do download singles versus, you know, listen to full albums anymore. So I was like, it's a mm-hmm. little more realistic that that might be the case. But also, you wouldn't be able to very well go to a concert if you're only a fan of the one-hit wonder. No, could you? you wouldn't. Like, Maybe you're more of a festival guy where yeah. you just kind of bounce around hoping to hear that one song you like. Yeah, you're like, do you have the lineup? Do you have the you know set list here? <laughs> set list for everyone. Then I can oh, take man. a look and see what time my one song is playing and move on. I can hear flagpole sit of here. <laughs> yep. And if I beeline it to the second stage, I might be able to hear the impression that I get. Yep, <laughs> yep. And then on from there to soft cell tainted level. We're good. B and S in 20 minutes or less. I drove past this store the other day. Uh, called Furniture Extreme. Oh yeah, I mean, that's a—it's quite a name. Isn't it is it? like not what, normally what you think of when you think of furniture. No, like, you think, usually you think like elegance, you know? Yeah, modernity, classiness, classiness, mm-hmm. extreme. It's not really the first adjective I would go to, but I was no, like, that's why I, I want to step foot in the place just to see what it's like. What the at what the vibe is like in there? Mm-hmm. What kind of furniture they're selling? And I was sitting around chatting with uh, our friend and producer, Mr. Fraser Manning, yesterday, and we just got riffing about this place. And I was like, "Do you think you could make me a fake commercial 
for Furniture Extreme, so he did. Furniture Extreme. Furniture Extreme. Furniture Extreme! Extreme! Chesterfields with ejector seats. <sighs> Sofas with spikes on them. Oh, why? Lounge chairs with barbed wire tattoos. I'm just going to send her, brah. Try our Tesla coil mattress. <laughs> Beds with lift kits and extra bangy headboards. Duvets with live goose down. Get down, get out, get out of here, go, go. Buy one night stand and get one night stand free. Oh, yeah. Ottoman sponsored by Fox Racing. Furniture Extreme. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I was behind a white truck yesterday and they had one of those stick figure families in the back window. And uh, it was mom, dad and three kids. And each of them was holding a gun. So, mom, oh. dad, and three kids, all with guns. A bit of an odd choice. What province did this happen in again, Shauna? This was here. Here in Alberta? It was here in Alberta. Uh, so. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, it's God's country. And I actually had to, I had to drive up a little closer because they were a bit smaller than the regular stick. And I was like, is that... A- that is a family with guns. Yeah. What kind of guns? Uh, it was. They looked like semi like, like rifles, handguns? Like big rifles oh, okay. is what they looked like. Yep. Um, and again, I'm sure it was a bit of a joke, but I was also like, like if you were to drop your kids off at school and... <laughs> That's in the back window. That's a bit of a, str- a strange choice. Yeah, that gets a... Ooh, uh, you just ooh, be like, ah, ooh, big gun family over there, though. Big gun, big gun family. I mean, they, if they're hunters. They like the guns. They're it's hunters, true. but it uh, might have been another way to represent that. I think so as well. Uh, there was a buck on the other side of the window, though. So they did okay. have like a, a visual, a white you know, outline of a buck, too. So they Probably had both. hunters. There we mm-hmm. go. There you go. Uh, this may be a dumb question, though, because it got me thinking. Can a, can a kid use a gun under parent supervision? I think so. And I'm like, what age? Because, I mean, according to the stick figure family, these kids were quite young. But, of course, I mean, there's just a generic child, so I'm sure they're a bit older. But I was like, is there a, is there like a gun learner's permit? Kind of like a, Jeez, like that's a, a good, car learner's permit? That's like, a really good question. Like you can I'd use a gun with up. parent in tow uh, as long as you, I don't know, like don't kill a moose or a bear and have zero alcohol in your system or something like that, you know? How old do you have to be to get a gun license in Alberta? Looked, so you got to be... I think from what 18. I saw, yeah, but then there's a, you, you can be a minor if you're 12, I believe. Okay, yeah, this is right from the RCMP. Uh, you can take the firearm safety course if you're between 12 and 17. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there is so, a course to take, and yeah. I wonder if it's kind of a learner's... You know, I'm sure there's lots of people taking their kids hunting younger than that. I'm sure, yeah. But... Yeah, and I mean, according this this man was one of them, clearly. Um, no kidding, the whole family. Yeah, big gun family a, over there, though, you know? What are you into? Gun! I like the guns! Not hunting, they not gun shooting. Hard. Gun! Yeah, they, no, no, big, hard guns. Hurry up, son, we have gun practice. Yep, yep. We like to gun hard over here, all right? You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. For House of Cars. Until January 15th, enter to have House of Cars wipe out your debt for free. No strings attached. Visit houseofcarscalgary.com. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.